Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Law Chats with John and Amy. I'm John Julian. And I'm Amy Pugliafico. This week's question is, what is a Chapter 7 bankruptcy? The purpose of a Chapter 7 bankruptcy is to obtain a fresh start by eliminating debt. And Chapter 7 bankruptcy is the most common type of bankruptcy filed in the United States. Um, it's either filed by individuals or filed by businesses. Um, the majority of people who file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy are able to keep everything they have and eliminate their unsecured debt so that they can move on with their lives and, as we said, get a fresh start. Um, it's usually a fairly quick process um, in order to go through and get your discharge. Um, Amy, can you talk about who can file Chapter 7 bankruptcy? Sure. Like you said, it can be both businesses or individuals, um, but on the individual end, um, the biggest things that determine if you're eligible or not are your income. The first is your disposable income, which means what you make every year, I'm sorry, every month, less your expenses. At the end of the month, do you have money left over? And when we're doing this, we're not um, deducting an expense for what you're paying for credit cards because we're assuming you're not going to be paying that going forward. Um, so if at the end of the month you are negative $100, then yes, you may be eligible for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. And Amy, if someone had um, substantial debt, let's just say they have $50,000, $100,000, $150,000 in credit cards, personal loans, that type of uh, situation, and they had an extra $600 a month, meaning their income exceeded their expenses by $600 a month, would that um, individual be eligible or able to file a Chapter 7 bankruptcy? So in that case, I would probably recommend that they talk to an attorney about a Chapter 13 or an 11 case because with that disposable income every month, the trustee is going to want to take that to repay some of your debt. So um, I wouldn't put them in a Chapter 7 case. Right. And that would be an example of because they have um, too uh, much disposable income. Okay. Thank you. And then the other thing that you're going to want to look at is um, what your income is compared to the median income in your state for a family of your size. So we're in Massachusetts. If you're a Massachusetts family of four, there's a set number that the, um, the bankruptcy court puts out and you're going to look to see if you're above that or below that. If you're below that, then you're eligible for a Chapter 7. If you're above that, there's a presumption that um, it would be an abuse to give you a discharge. So there's a big formula that you need to fill out and it gets filed with your initial Chapter 7 paperwork. So Amy, if someone's above the median income, they basically would need to look at another alternative to Chapter 7. That could maybe be a Chapter 13. It could be some non-bankruptcy alternative. But if someone's above the median income, then Chapter 7, uh, the vast majority of time, would not be an option. Would that be accurate? That's correct. Okay. Um, and another thing I want to just point out is there's no debt limit to a Chapter 7. Unlike other chapters of bankruptcy, you can have all the debt in the world and still be eligible for a Chapter 7. Um, so in terms of that, what debt does get discharged in a Chapter 7, John? Sure. So Chapter 7 bankruptcy is designed to eliminate pre-bankruptcy unsecured debt. And the typical things we think of as unsecured debt are credit cards, personal loans, medical bills, um, deficiencies from secured um, claims. And what I mean by that is, for example, if someone has a car loan, the car was repossessed, so the lender then sold or auctioned off the, the car and there was still money owed, well, that's a deficiency. 
that deficiency is an unsecured debt and that could be wiped out in a bankruptcy. Um, certain other debts either are not um, uh, discharged or wiped out or um, depend on the circumstances whether they will be eliminated. And that could be something like a student loan because student loans are eliminated under certain circumstances. And then you have situations where um, certain types of claims are accepted from discharge so that they are not discharged, which just to give an example would be um, certain type of debts that arose out of um, fraud in, in certain circumstances. Well, um, those claims would not be eliminated or discharged in the bankruptcy. What about if someone owed back child support? Could that get eliminated in a Chapter 7? Um, that's a good question, and that's another good example of a situation where that is not discharged or eliminated with a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. But for those type of exceptions, you really need to check with your attorney to find out with the debt you have, um, is are all of those debts going to be discharged or um, are there some that are not going to be wiped out? It's critical you know that before you consider filing a Chapter 7. Um, Amy, can you just um, finish up with what occurs when the Chapter 7 is filed? Sure. The first thing that happens is the automatic stay goes into place, which essentially puts to stop all collection activity. So that means if there was a foreclosure schedule tomorrow, that's not going forward. If your utilities are about to be shut off, that's going to stop. All of the harassing phone calls should stop, the letters, the mail, everything should stop so that you get to just proceed in the bankruptcy and none of your creditors should be contacting you directly. If there are issues, they should be going to your attorney. Amy, just two other um, situations. What if there's a court case scheduled and um, what if someone has a wage garnishment? A creditor's already taking yep, money so, out of their paycheck. Yep, so both of those would stop as well. Um, the bankruptcy, if, sorry, if there was a... a lawsuit pending, um, someone would presumably file a suggestion of bankruptcy in that case and it would be paused or at least regarding you in that case. If there are other defendants, it could go on for them and any wage garnishment would stop as well. Um, and then the second thing that happens is that you're scheduled for a meeting with a trustee, which is your only meeting in a chapter seven. Typically, you'll never see a judge, you'll have a meeting with a trustee. Um, and we'll talk more about what that meeting is like in another podcast in the future. Okay, thank you, Amy. This seems like a good place to stop for today. Thanks for chatting with us. We look forward to chatting with you next week. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email us at info at yulianlaw.com. Remember that Law Chats with John and Amy is intended as a general reference and considered general advertising, and listeners should check for changes to any applicable laws and consult with an attorney on any legal issue. The information provided does not constitute legal advice and any thoughts or commentary by the podcasting lawyers is provided as a service to the community and does not constitute solicitation of legal advice. The lawyers in the law firm of Yulian Associates PC make no warranties and disclaim all liabilities for damages resulting from its use. Nothing provided in the podcast should be considered a substitute for advice from counsel. No attorney-client relationship is formed by listening or participating in this podcast, and in the event that the podcast receives emails about the subject matter, no attorney-client relationship is created via the email communication.